Hey, Duders, it's your guy, Eric from Trans Talk for Men. Just wanted to let you know before the show begins that I was running a little bit late to this on, and uh, Chris had to start the interview without me uh, to get our guests out on time. It's a great interview, and I pop in uh, shortly into the interview, and you'll hear me just come right out of the blue, and we'll take it from there. So with that being said, enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, just want to welcome James and Josie to the show. Hi, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I met these two, uh, was it last week or a week? Mm-hmm. Was it? Oh, wow, it's only been a week here. So I met these two last week at one of Maddie's um, events at her pool party. You guys will remember Maddie from the last podcast episode. Uh, yeah, no, they were a pretty dope uh, couple. And, like, I mean, me and James really vibed on a lot of stuff. He's definitely one of us guys, so... <laughs> He's, he's a guy that's in it with us all the way through, and then his girlfriend's here with us to share her point of view on a lot of different topics. But um, I guess we just uh, help everybody get to know you a little bit. So how did you guys meet? Um, we actually met at one of Maddie's parties. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, we, so I, she's getting a wedding invite if this actually goes <laughs> that far? Is that it? Or is she going to stand in the wedding? Or? I she feel like she a, has to be the one to officiate the wedding. Oh, well. Oh, she was oh, a big she, facilitator. There you go. Uh, she can plan my wedding. That would be a fun wedding. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> water slides. Yeah, there Let's would be go. a water slide there. Well, um, I have been going to Maddie's parties for just a couple months before the party that James went to. Mm-hmm. And James just found a found maddie on fat life and maddie told him to come oh um, cool and i knew maddie from some work we did together at an organization up in boulder mm-hmm. um and i was just like in a in a phase of like really um being very aggressively like hitting on these guys at these parties because it was like a space oh. for like trans girls basically to run I don't know. It was a very safe space. I I never mm-hmm. get that. So when I was at the parties, I was like, "This is my space. <laughs> like, this is where I can do what I want." And so I met him in the kitchen, and walked up to him and was like, "So, what are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we ended up hooking up that night, and went on our first date like two days later. No, like the next weekend. The next. Well, weekend? first. I mean, first dates relative. You spent the night at my house, and then you got breakfast. You know, and then you came over the next weekend with an overnight bag. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, and pre- we've pretty much been hanging out ever since. I didn't leave my toothbrush there the first time though. No, it took a long time for us to get your toothbrush level. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's how we met. Um. Long story short. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Point. How long you been together? Um. It was closer to eight months now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. So, James, you mentioned mm-hmm. FetLife earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Maddie mentioned FetLife on the last podcast, and um, I, I I don't think a lot of the guys out there really know what FetLife is or how successful FetLife can be for them. Like, Definitely. Can um, you just share some tips on how to just use it as best as possible? Sure. So in terms of meeting the kind of people that you want to meet, not just in like a trans-specific way, But if you have any kinks or fetishes or want to just meet like-minded people, um, we've used it in our relationship for poly meetups. Um, We've also met some other cool people that Mm. we've had sex with. Um, (laughs) But uh, so 
fit life tips. Uh, what works for me best is being authentic. Um, you know, got to have a, a profile picture that's not your dick. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Um, just just be yourself. Um, it's not grinder. It's not tender. Really put some effort into creating a, a profile of who you are. Mm-hmm. And then what you want to do is you want to leverage, and FetLife does a great job of this, you want to leverage your connections into groups. Mm-hmm. So meet um, the next generation group or, you know, meet local um, trans groups and, and meet people in person and go to these meetings and then just be authentic. Um, you know, I've met people that I've only messaged online, mm-hmm. um, but I think the real, the the strength of the community comes from the events and going to the events mm-hmm. and just being yourself. And it's really hard, but if you want it, you got to go get it. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah he, he was. Gotta, he was super nervous. <laughs> oh yeah. Yo, yeah. Because that was the first made up club he'd been to, and he found oh. it on FetLife like a few days before. Mm-hmm. I messaged Maddie because I was because she's hot because she's hot. <laughs> so so I messaged Maddie because she's hot, and she said, "I'm throwing this party. You should come. I think it'd be your vibe." And oh. I put on my profile like I'm looking for. Um, cis women or trans women um, to, you know, to meet and be friends with and see where things go. Um, so she saw that on my profile. Mm-hmm. She saw pictures of me. I, I've been told I'm good looking. Um, <laughs> so she welcomed me to come to the party. Okay, cool. Wow. You know, actually, that's how I met uh, Maddie. Is I, well, I found her on Grindr first, but it was... Okay. Um, I saw that she had club promoter as like her job title mm-hmm. underneath. And I was just like, oh, dude, like what club do you own? Like, where can I go? Right. Cause I work at a nightclub. I'm like, I'd love to check out this nightclub that you own. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, yeah, we'll just check out this event. And obviously, I went to my first one uh, in June. Cool. But actually, the one I met you to at last week, well, that was my, only my second one. So I haven't been going okay. to that many of her events, but that's cause I have no social life and. Anybody who actually listens to this podcast knows that by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually getting pushed on by my co-host, uh, Eric, to message more girls and be more aggressive. So I, mm-hmm. I think I need to take a note from your girlfriend and just be more aggressive. Because I'm I'm just like, look, I'm working. I'm tired. I got other stuff to do. Like, it's Absolutely. at a certain point, it for me, at sometimes it's just not a front priority for me but mm-hmm. enough about me back to you too <laughs> and actually a really good question for Josie um you know since you're transitioning what like what dating apps have you used uh you know when you were looking all of them oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably like um, which ones worked best for you it depends what you're looking for i think um like, just for, like, getting dates. Like, just meeting up with guys, going out to dinner, getting drinks, whatever else. Dates probably had the most luck. Yeah, like, going to, like, a group and, like, meeting people in person. Okay. I have not really gotten good dating off of dating apps. So it's been just mostly just, hookups or what? dick. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but, like... 
I think that's ultimately because that's what I was there for, too. Oh, like, okay. I wasn't really looking to date. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to find somebody to date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really get serious about it until a couple months before I met James. Mm-hmm. And that's when I changed my dating profiles to say, like, I think I said something clever, like, I know this won't work, but I'm looking for someone who wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I would still meet up with people and hook up with them. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. they're all they're all pretty bad for yeah. girls. <laughs> like, because so. if you put it in your profile, but you put a bunch of pictures, like, if I put pictures that didn't showcase me being trans, most guys would message me without reading my profile to note that I was trans. Oh, yeah. And then if you don't put it in your profile, mm-hmm. and you know, then they get upset with you or some shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got actually, I got kicked off of Tinder, and I think it's because people were were getting upset with my... Oh uh, wow! My being trans. And Shame on Tinder for that. Come on, man. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I also was promoting a party on Tinder, and I don't oh, think you're supposed to do well, that. But yeah, it, nah. So it wasn't like not without paying Tinder. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just like had it in my profile. I was like, hey, listen, I'm um, I know this party with trans girls. If you like trans girls, let me know. Mm. And then people would message me to to go to the parties, and I would like I pretty much always said yes. Like I gave them the website and all that stuff but there were there are some guys that you pre-screened well i pretty much everybody got to come they're like you can tell when they're chasers right you know i wasn't sure. trying to have like the, the party <laughs> filled up with chasers yeah I hey want, by, by all means you brought it up you got to tell us now what is your definition of a chaser what is a chaser what separates a chaser from just a regular guy like regular dating, like potential material. Um, do you date me because I'm trans? No, not a chaser. <laughs> <laughs> like if, I feel like if you're dating someone for the sole purpose of them being trans, uh-huh. like it's okay. I, you know, there's there's really no problem with that. But that's like the box it's in right now. Like okay. if you're straight, you're straight. If yeah. you're into trans girls, you're into trans girls. We don't have a word for that. Uh, I think Maddie uh, coined the term. I think it was trans amorous or trans amorous, trans amor, something like that. Um, yeah, I can. Yeah, that works. We usually on this podcast we usually just say trans attractive, but it's. I'm sure that trans amorous is probably the more correct term. We just don't use correct terms here all the time. <laughs> Nobody. We're not. We're not educated. We can't read. So I don't know. I think <laughs> ultimately it comes down to creepy. Um, mm-hmm. And attracted to trans people. I mean, there's okay. obviously like an appropriate way to be attracted to trans girls. Yeah, I know a lot of people have done it correctly, but I've also had my fair share of experiences of people that are like, if they're like more curious about what's in my pants mm-hmm. than anything else, like probably a chaser. So like, if a guy was attracted to a trans girl, knowing that you're trans. But he didn't talk about anything below the waist. It was just like, you know, what do you do for work? What are your interests? That kind of stuff. Just a lot of those self-starter, those starter conversation topics. Would that, is that like, okay then? Or <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way for, because yeah. a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast, you know, they, some of them, well, not some, I would say probably a majority, which is just more than 50%, um, are probably singularly attracted to trans women. Like, they Mm. want to date somebody who's trans. Like, they're attracted to that. And, like, they don't... 
for example, my co-host, Eric, he is not, he doesn't do, like, he doesn't do vagina at all. He's not, he, he preaches against it. I think he's a little fanatical sometimes about it, but he preaches. He's just like, no, no, that's gross. I don't like that. Nope. I like, I, I like everything else. I like ass, this, this, and that. Like, I don't like, I don't like vagina. Like, it's gross. And, hmm. but I mean, he's been with his girl for like seven years in a monogamous relationship, not a... Not saying anything against open relationship, which we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. we will bring that up. But <laughs> I just, you know, how how do how do guys navigate around that while still just like like knowing this is what I want? I mean, um, I think that ultimately, self evaluation of like how you're handling the situations. Mm-hmm. We know what toxic masculinity is now. Like if you're not able to like google some stuff and learn about yourself a little bit but like we did a podcast on that guys right rewind back and listen to that episode so it's like (laughs) if you're having a lot of girls like you maybe you're going out and you're talking to these trans girls and they're calling you a chaser or they're they're saying that you're like being inappropriate or something like maybe Uh, analyze that i'm okay i think like that the first time i talked to a trans person Mm-hmm. It was probably horrible for that trans person, mm-hmm. and I'm myself trans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, we all have to learn like how to talk with people. We have to learn how to flirt with people. It's no different for trans people. Did you two, um, did you guys used to watch Scrubs? I loved Scrubs. So you're thinking of a guy like the Todd, like that would be yeah. the prototypical like chaser, like the guy that's always just yeah. gross no matter what. Like he can't keep right. a conversation civil without just taking it too far. Right, mm-hmm. and then you okay. have like. What was his name? JD, who yeah. was like super awkward and timid. Yeah. And like he would have a crush on a girl and he would, I don't know, like um, do like sweet, nice things, try to have like conversation. Like mm-hmm. wasn't right about figuring out if she's got fake tits and a dick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, I got to be honest. These are things that I mean, for myself, I like I like boobs like that mm-hmm. definitely attracts me to some people over others it's not like a deal breaker like hey you don't have anything you don't have anything up top i can't talk to you like mm-hmm. i the two trans girls that i've dated didn't have implants or anything like that like that wasn't a factor in any of it but you know if if i rule the world and not chris can have it his way you know that's what i would have i, <laughs> I gotta be honest <laughs> we attacked the systematic problem with how expensive boob jobs are for trans girls a lot more girls would have boobs and then you yeah. get what you want oh no no i'm, I'm with that i'm <laughs> with that like for uh uh universal health care bernie or elizabeth warren put it in place like i want all that shit to be affordable like, right that would be cool but i think ultimately <laughs> it's okay to be attracted to trans girls that are pre-op and post-op mm-hmm. um or with fake boobs or without fake boobs um but it's about like knowing why you're attracted to those things Mm. like if if you're just like running around and running after everything your dick points at like that's toxic that's chaser yeah that you could be a a lot of dudes out there i mean guys that do that (laughs) to straight girls or i'm sorry cis girls yeah are just as bad yeah that's true we just don't call them chasers we just call them assholes yeah that's true (laughs) like i would say uh I would say options and opportunity play a huge part in that. Yeah. That's why you see people get rich and they kind of lose their minds and they just, you know, they slept with 16 people in a month, celebrities, athletes. Like, I think a lot of people skew towards that, um, but they just don't have the opportunity to act on it, I I believe. I mean, if 
there's a there's a clear difference in the way that rich people act and regular people act. But mm. when a lot of people become rich, they change. Like they just they yeah. go they go kind of buck wild. It's kind of like that. Um, it's inevitable. My my family's super Christian, and I got a cousin, well, a couple cousins, but you know they were raised they were the raised the strictest in the whole family, mm-hmm. and then they went off to college and just lost it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did all sorts of crazy. They was the wildest motherfuckers out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it's kind of like that a little bit, but um. Anyways, I'm sorry. I I get hung up on the chaser conversation a lot here on the show just because I we mean, we I do bet. talk about that and the guys really want to know. How can I do this without catching that label? Because mm-hmm. actually, at Maddie's party, I caught that label, sort of. Because um, I told you two about the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I told another trans girl at the party about the podcast. And, she, like, I was telling her, like, look, we're just trying to normalize these relationships and, like, get the word out and really form sort of, like, a community support for a lot mm-hmm. of guys that are interested in trans women so they don't feel like outcasts or alone or whatever. And um, she was like, well, you know, what do you call the show? Chasers Anonymous? And I'm like, Ouch. okay. <laughs> like, I I haven't been speaking to you for longer than maybe a minute and a half at this point. But uh, it was just, I was like, okay, wow. So, I mean, I, I guess with a lot of people, you do start off from that. But it was just like, damn, man. So well, and also that probably comes with like a lot of baggage behind that. You know, yeah. like she probably has had her fair share of chaser experiences. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like if you're a straight trans girl, I mean, I'm not straight. I I like dating James a lot, but uh, still don't identify as straight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've had just ample experience with negative. Uh, experiences with men mm. and I think it, all women cis and yeah, trans can agree with that for sure yeah but guys stop being despicable <laughs> help the good ones out like me and it's like sort of good ones we just have to do good. the self-evaluation like I said like we just got to be able to look in the mirror and be like why does this reaction keep coming up mm-hmm. and then having a conversation maybe candidly if you can like develop some sort of uh like phone relationship you know maybe they don't even live nearby that's mm-hmm. like the nice part about the internet now and or maybe you do go to a group and you can ask a trans girl that mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if it's that important to you um to not come off as a chaser like do the work to figure out how to not come off as a chaser yeah, for um, sure. but being genuinely attracted to a trans girl should be a good thing yeah and it should be <laughs> it should be acceptable to compliment her and like you shouldn't get labeled as a chaser just because you are trying to be a nice guy. Like, mm-hmm. um, but you know, actually, will... my first um, relationship was long distance, so it did start out with like texting, mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger, and then telephones and FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I went to go visit her. So I mean, it it definitely did. I, cool. I've, I've experienced that. And actually, my co-host Eric, it started that same way. He was actually in Japan, I believe, when he first started talking to his girl here in the states. Hmm. Yeah, I know so a lot then, of trans girls that have had relationships start like that. I think it's probably ones. more common because it's like a lot of the fear and anxiety of those in-person conversations mm-hmm. gets dropped off because it's like someone sends you a text message with something hard, like you can take your time and like answer it appropriately. But mm-hmm. if I ask you a really hard question to your face right now, like you might get stressed out and say something wrong. 
Um, but like, if I text you about <laughs> it, like, you're gonna have a moment to like, this is how I actually feel, you know. Well, I guess I've only had good experiences with in-person dates. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you typically a lot of the trans girls that I meet out there, like, and and on these on the apps, like, actually the one that I went on a date with here in Denver, or I dated for a little bit here in Denver, I met her on uh, Bumble. Yeah. And. I didn't read the profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I read the profile like, I don't know. Like I, already, I had already ordered my lift and I'm like, okay, let me just do some last minute research and read the profile. And then I'm like, oh, she's trans. Okay, well, I didn't know that, but I'm still going to go and yeah. just see how this turns out. Yeah. It turned out really well. We had a very pleasant conversation. She was a very nice young lady. But I mean, one thing I usually, I do see a lot from a, Trans girls out there on dating apps. Even I'm on like a dating app called Trans now. Um, that's really dope. But I mean, I just see a lot of these girls. They're genuinely looking for like long term relationships. There's a lot of sweethearts out there just looking for happiness. You know? I, mean, I talked to a group great. of girls last night, and it, the general consensus was it's not really hard for us to find people to to fuck us anymore. Like <laughs> yeah. it's 2019. Mm. We we got pretty lucky coming mm-hmm. out when we did, or being out right now. Mm-hmm. Whenever you did come out, but finding someone that wants to date long term, a trans girl, like there's so many more aspects to that. Yeah, that yeah. I think guys are really scared of. I heard yeah. your last podcast. I listened to it. Which well, what were we talking about? I can't remember the title of it. Oh, but, um, it was the the most recent one on Spotify. Oh, we were talking about the first time ones where the guys were talking about all their different oh, stories. Yeah. Was that's that right. that the one? Okay, that's, that's the one. Yeah, and somebody. Um, Oh, shoot. Now I forgot my train of thought. Nope. No, we'll pause. We'll pause and just <laughs> let Josie come up with this. What were we talking She's about? She's going to reconstruct her thoughts. What, what were we talking about before I said? I uh, dating trans long term, how hard it is for girls oh, to find somebody to yes. date them. So I was listening to your last podcast, uh-huh. and y'all talked about guys going out in public with the girls and, like, passability and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a huge thing. Because, yeah. like, if yeah. I go on a first date with a guy, you know, I generally won't look super femmy. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to have to look like this every day to make you think this is who I am. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, I identify more, like, fluid than as a trans woman. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think, like, that's the biggest fear that trans girls have is, like, their boyfriend or person they want to date being ashamed of them. Oh, like wanting yeah. to keep that mm-hmm. hidden from mm-hmm. people, like oh yeah, not coming out about it on Facebook, being like, DL not, as yeah. they call it on the down low. Right? Yeah, like that's not that's not gonna fly. No, nah, that's not girls. cool, fellas. That's not cool. Yeah, I mean, It'd I'm be, never even gonna pretend to entertain something like that. Like yeah, it nah. wouldn't even happen for a it's, moment. It's 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 sad to see cis and trans women accept situations that are beneath them. Yeah. I mean, just like that, where they, that's beneath you. You don't deserve to be hidden away, you know, right. so. Hell no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. But we routinely shame all the guys who are not open about it. Oh, we, I heard. We, we shame everybody. So guys, be out in the open. Be proud of who you're with. If that's your girl, that's your girl, man. Like, own that shit. You know, be with her, be down with her 24-7, because I'm telling you, if you ride for her, she's going to ride for you all day, so. And I think that's, like, a big chaser thing, too. It's yeah, like the definitely. The stuff, that's a big, definitely. big like, uh, red flag for trans girls. Yeah. The moment a guy says, yeah. like, oh, I don't want to meet at a bar, like, mm-hmm. can you just come over? I'm like, mm, 
yeah, we're never going to talk again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can no, promise I'm, you that you will not be seeing me. I, I actually make it a point to, like, you know, have all, all of our first few dates, like, out in very populated public areas. Like, I'm like, hey, we're going to this <laughs> restaurant here. We're going to this bar over here. Right. Like, we're going to a lot of places that are frequented by a lot of people in the city. So, like, I usually do that uh, routinely just just so that they know right off the bat, like, I'm not trying to hide. Because, yeah, you're right. A lot of dudes try to Netflix and chill right off the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Um, not I necessarily, like, a bad thing. had to steer us away from hanging out at her place. I'm like, oh, you want to just get some dinner at your place? Why don't we just go out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just really, I like going out. Yeah. Just yeah. being in public. So, I'll just, yeah, it's, I totally get that that aspect of it for sure. I love that James likes to like I, i'm using air quotes here show me off yeah. you know like but when we go out and we look nice mm-hmm. like we're putting effort into our outfits like <clears throat> i'm like happy to have him on my arm and i know he's happy to have me on his arm mm-hmm. and like if somebody was like who's that he'd be like that's my girlfriend like and be proud as fuck to say it <laughs> and like that's a huge like awesome turn on for people if you want to mm-hmm. date somebody like you got to be right that's got to be a thing mm-hmm Definitely. You can't be expecting someone to DL. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Well, um, kind of going back to what you uh you mentioned about like since uh coming out or whatever transitioning, could you like share? Would you mind sharing your like transitioning story with all the the people? Sure, I will give you the four minute version. Okay, uh, I'll do my best because it's a long story. But I lived in Michigan my whole life. Uh huh. Um. Hindsight, 2020, uh, I was showing signs of being trans since I was, like, an infant. Like, really? Yeah. Um, wore sister's clothes mm-hmm. most of the time until I was, like, um, until my mom started to catch some flack from some neighbors and stuff. And then um, she kind of figured, like, yeah, we should probably stop Josie from wearing his uh, sister's clothes all the time. And um, so then I went. And just started hiding it from them, you know, like the moment I was some of the earliest memories I have of are me cross dressing mm-hmm. when my parents were like out walking the dog or something. I'd mm-hmm. be like, twenty minutes I get to be in a bra, twenty minutes I get to be in a bra. Like I'm taking it. Um, or like a skirt or something. Right, wrong. You never wear bras now. I know, I know. What? <laughs> um but then um as like, you know, I got older like it just became more and more shameful for me so like I hit it a lot I would like get really upset with myself about the fact that I was doing it um and that had a huge effect on like my social life because people could tell I was not being authentic and Mm -hmm. um I had a hard time connecting with people um college I like went crazy hard closeted like I took a 180 from what I really am and I like went to the gym every day and said bro all the time and the the uh layers of denial were like just building and building and building but then i also didn't live at home for the first time mm-hmm. so i was cross-dressing like all the time all of my internet personas were josie um actually at that time i was going by a different name but it's a bad name so i'm not gonna share oh, okay that's, that's fine <laughs> um that's fine not my old name, but the first girl name I chose was just not acceptable for who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was cross-dressing like a ton in college and pretending to be, well, I was being myself online a lot. And then um, 
from there, after I graduated, I started to like I started dating better people. Like I got better people in my life where queer was okay. You know, I had a like queer group of friends. They could kind of tell. I came out as bisexual um, when I was 23, and then I came out as gay, kind kind of. I didn't really come out as gay, but I think I basically did come out as gay because it's all I focused on. But then I was like, wow, this is not it. Like, although mm-hmm. I know I like these guys, like, they're not, doesn't doing it for me because they were treating me like a guy. You know, yeah. they were being nice. Uh-huh. The dates were great. I loved going to gay clubs uh, just as much now as I did then. But um, being treated like not a girl was what was killing me. Mm-hmm. And then I finally figured it out one day and like broke down in the bathroom and like looked in the mirror and I was like, we got to fucking do this. Like, we got to fucking do this. Where can I do this? So I started looking up on the internet where I could transition. Like, where do trans people live? Mm-hmm. And I was bartending and drinking too much and going way too many shows and doing way too many, like, party drugs. So I was like, a small town, smaller town. So I chose Boulder. Okay. So then I drove around the country in my car for, like, four months. And every single day that I woke up, I was like, I'm trans. I got to do this. I'm trans. I got to do this. So that's when I moved. Um, So I moved from Michigan to my car and then traveled around and then landed in Boulder and like almost immediately started hormones and therapy and support groups and volunteering at the community center. Um, And then, yeah, from there it was like, I just started meeting tons of trans people and hearing all of their stories and how I resonate with some of them and some of them I don't. And like, I've learned new things about myself. Like, I think it's funny because I've come out as, um, like, LGBTQ, uh, gender fluid, uh, (laughs) demisexual. Like, I've come out as, like, so many different of the letters now. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the five basic ones, LGBTQ. I've been all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, So that was almost three years ago that I started Hormones Now. Um, it's been the craziest three years ever. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure everybody has heard this before, but second puberty is really just, like, a crazy thing. Going through puberty in your mid-20s was an interesting experience, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I would have rather done it at 14. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just got it out of the way. <laughs> um, I mean, coming from the conservative Midwest, do you think that's something that, you know, they would have let you do, like, would they have let you do that back then or what? Um, You know, a lot of my, a lot of the people that I associated with back in Michigan, like, mm-hmm. the you know, the people I hung out with, my friends and everything, um, have, for the most part, have come out as supportive. Mm. But when I go back, it's not, it's not like it is here. Like, you, yeah. you know, I don't, I can't find, I mean, there's no way there's anything, like, made up club and oh no (laughs) so like we're we're several steps behind like say new york or la or portland or seattle or something Mm -hmm. obviously every trans person knows we are several steps behind but compared to like the rest of the country denver is super far ahead Mm -hmm. like for sure and i and i knew that like i knew the midwest wasn't going to be the spot for me i didn't want to have to get in a fight every time i went to the bathroom yeah, and for the most part here, I can avoid conflict pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So like, the times I've been to Michigan, before I passed, 
was awful. It was just like felt like a zoo animal. And then after I passed, it was great because I passed enough where if you didn't know what trans people were, you had no idea if I was trans. Mm. So I just like blended into society. And mm-hmm. that doesn't really happen here because people, people are like, oh, that girl might be trans. Like, and oh. then they're like, I know what trans people look like. That girl's trans. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, if you think about it long enough, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But people in Michigan are fucking ignorant to it. So they're like, ignorance is bliss for me. I was like walking around in conservative northern Michigan, like completely having a great day. Like little women on the street giving me compliments. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, this is great. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. But uh, I knew I couldn't do all of it there i mm-hmm. needed to get away plus people here never knew me as another name other than josie uh, and that made life a lot easier yeah that is definitely an issue once you transition people using your own name right um i actually had a girl i knew from my church who transition transition she was sandy and now she's tommy i believe it's tommy but all the she was in this group of girls my sisters they were all like friends it's like 10 of them they grew up together in the church, like they did everything together growing up. Mm-hmm. And then they all got together just last year. And not all 10 of the girls were cool with calling her Tommy. Calling him Tommy? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, that I'm happens. Tommy. Like, I don't, I haven't seen her in, gosh, it, it, literally, it's been like 15 years since I've seen her. See him? him? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, just when I think of... So it's like, hard. I, I, see, I see Tommy <laughs> on Facebook, but these are just pictures. I don't see any of his posts, really. I don't see... Like, I know he had a girlfriend who had a child for a bit, so they were like a little family, and that was cool. But, like, when I think of this person, I'm thinking back to the person I knew back then because the person that I saw 15 years ago that was... I mean, and, and that's something that's very common in the black community. You have a lot of masculine... Uh, lesbians, which they call studs. Studs. Yeah. yeah. So that's a urban dictionary term for you there, buddy. Cool. That's <laughs> a new one for me, too. Yeah, wow. they call them studs. So if you ever, like, oh, yeah, we're having this, you go into a stud party, it's butch, masculine, female, you know, well, lesbian. So, um, but a lot, we have a lot of them. Like, so in a lot of families, you have that one, that little sister that's in a family with all brothers. And then she just ends up presenting way more masculine than everybody else because she mm-hmm. didn't do anything but play basketball with her brothers, play video games with them, and mm-hmm. now she's wearing, you know, white tank tops and thugging out with them, too. Like, it's just... Right, but isn't that funny? Because that doesn't go the other way. No, no, no. The it's black like community a has a lot of uh, contradictions and hypocrisies and what we accept. Um, well, but that they are pretty do. much accepted, like, even in, the like, the black church and all that stuff, but, like... Being gay has started to be a, a lot more okay in the black community, but, you know, as you two have seen recently with what happened in the news, you know, uh, the black community is still very hostile towards black trans women. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Well, a, yeah. A lot of a lot of black... And, and being in... I'm in a lot of, like, black hood get Facebook groups where people just... It's a lot of griminess. It's a lot of stupid stupidity. See a lot of really funny memes, a lot of inappropriateness, but whenever somebody, whenever the topic of trans people come up, floodgates open for all sorts of hate. A lot of women are like bagging on these girls, and they hate her. They hate them because um, what I see a lot of times is they they're like they have low self esteem and they feel threatened and they think mm-hmm. that oh well she's trans she's gonna take my man so I have to do everything I can to remind her and everyone around that she was born male. Right. 
and they just like trumpet it so hard and it's just like well when you layer levels of oppression yeah you know, i was like yeah we're i'm not gonna lie black so people like, are pretty comfortable with the po- with oppressing uh the lgbt community <laughs> yeah <laughs> which um, is not every, so great a- every color of people oppresses lgbtq people pretty True. equally right now um True. but i think like to that same degree is exactly what you said it's like themselves more so than the trans girl Mm -hmm. that's getting harassed and maybe that will change um (laughs) but i think once if you come out as trans like you better just be ready yeah i mean and and that's my trans if you're dating (laughs) trans like be ready i'm not saying you got to fight it every day to prove your love but something will happen somebody's gonna do something in public and I don't know. Your girl may be looking at you like, uh, "You gonna speak up, buddy, or what you gonna do? <laughs> you gonna we had step rec- up, pal?" We had a recent experience <laughs> with that. James, James' first experience oh, with okay. me being harassed on the street while he was with me. Mm-hmm. Not an uncommon occurrence for me generally, but mm-hmm. um, the first time that it happened for me. Yeah, the first time that it had happened uh, with James. And he uh, he got a little caught like deer in headlight style. Mm-hmm. Like was like, I can't even fucking believe that just happened. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> yeah, this uh this homeless guy was asking us for money, and we told him no. And then he made a comment about Josie's Adams Josie's Adams apple, um, which is silly because she had that like surgically removed. So he was just saying it to be mean. Yeah. Um, but I was so caught off guard that someone would say something like that to someone mm-hmm. just to be mean. Yeah. Right. Not even like, I mean, Joseph's very passable. He was just saying it to to get under our skin or you know to fire a, a quick shot mm-hmm. because he wasn't happy with us not giving him money. Um, but it was just so rude and like disrespectful that I was I, I was genuinely caught off guard that someone would say that to your face. Yeah, and I guess you're not going to beat up a homeless guy. He's, he's well, so well, fucked over enough. <clears throat> in hindsight, James was like, I should have taken his phone and tossed it <laughs> in the street or some shit. Or should have punched him in the Adam's apple and said, how do you like them apples? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For everybody who doesn't know, the Denver homeless population is pretty, it's been, they're the most aggressive homeless population I've ever seen from any city. Yeah. These people, they hustle to get that money. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. bought something from, from a food truck. I was walking home, and this dude was trying to get my food out my, trying to take the food out of my hands. I'm like, bro, I didn't even start this yet. Like, yeah. Right. I'm not um, going to give you my food. <laughs> it's 2019. Ask for what you want. <laughs> Touche. Touche. They're just living it up. Hot girl summer. I was always, I was, I, like I said before, I was raised super Christian. But, you know, one saying that always stuck with me is uh, you have not because you ask not. Mm. So it's like you better speak up because closed mouths don't get fed. But that's true. They just that's they, true. God, it's just so much here. I used to be a nice person. I used to want to give. <laughs> Every time I saw somebody unfortunate on the street, yeah. But they're everywhere here. Like I got hit up three times from leaving Walmart the door to like driving out the parking lot. And I'm like, you got to go get the the first guy. I gave him money. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a bad person for not giving the second and third person money, but it's just like yeah, it's a hard crazy. thing to wrap our heads around. I think. Denver's, yeah, it's nuts Denver's out here. Not doing so great. No, that. no, no. So, anyways, sorry for the downer topics, but just something a little bit more light. <laughs> a little bit more light. One of the questions that we did want to ask you, because you know, you guys are in an open relationship. 
Mm-hmm. So, and this each one each one of you can answer this uh, one at a time, of course. But uh, if if you if you could bring any celebrity into your relationship, like who would be your one pick? Like who would be the who would be your third wheel? Oh, celebrities. Yep. Like who's your crush? Ultimate uh, crush. You I would don't even love have to bring wait. Janelle Monae. Really? Hell yeah. <laughs> Janelle Monet. Okay. She is so hot. <laughs> that she is. Oh my god. That she is. And she's so queer. Yeah. Openly. Yeah. I got a huge crush on Janelle Monet, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a fan. She got a fan <laughs> following, that's for sure. Um if Hugh Jackman wanted to fuck my girlfriend, that'd be very uh, <laughs> that made me feel really cool. I would, yeah. fuck, uh, I would fuck Hugh Jackman for you, baby. Yeah, oh Jesus my stuff. god. Be awesome. <laughs> we both gave answers you were not expecting. No, uh, no, I did not expect you to invite Wolverine to your bedroom. <laughs> no, I just went if you straight Marvel. Okay. Latex, like well oh, no no. Is this Hugh Jackman? Will he have to like dress up like Wolverine or is he more like Le Miz? Hugh Jackman. Lay Miz. More of like Lay- a Lay Miz. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. More of a cultured. Yeah. Give me that Although he did that movie where he was a cowboy in Australia. Uh-huh. Um, that was a good Hugh Jackman look. Okay. I could <laughs> I could fucking cowboy Hugh Jackman. What? Yeah. I think a lot of women would say the same thing. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman. It would be a long line. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Josie and I would run a train on anyone who's hot. We so, would there run you a go. train. Or at the same time. On anyone that's hot. I just don't like the way that sounds. You don't like a train? No? I'm not, I'm not gonna run a train on anybody. No, we're more into it at the same time. Oh, it's, not okay. a, it's not a tag in, tag out situation. <laughs> yeah. So it's not WWE rules. No, okay. No. <laughs> yeah, James and I are pretty open. The whole celebrity thing we thought was funny because uh we were like that you know, that's like so out of like out of reach. Mm-hmm. But um like last night, we hooked up with a a couple together. Oh, cool! So it's like I mean, it, we're open in the sense where it's like it, we we have a lot of conversations around it, and it comes up a lot for us. Um, so it doesn't really have to be like a fake celebrity question. Oh, you know? I know, yeah. We yeah, like, like hook up with like, a lot of people. A lot if of there was mind. twelve people in front of us, we'd be like those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us twenty minutes. Oh, damn! <laughs> Fair there enough. Three or eight. Just that. <laughs> Just that one's gonna work out. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's dope. Well, um, you know, Eric, I'm sorry, my co-host Eric mm-hmm. and his girlfriend Nat, they have talked about this a little bit on the show, but they they're notorious for just going everywhere. What I mean by going everywhere is they do it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So parents' house, vacation cabin, whatever. I know if I'm having them over to my house. I know what's gonna go. I know at least I'm, I'm mentally prepared. I know what they're doing to my house. <laughs> so I just really wanted to ask you guys too. Like you guys, like I mean, where where do you normally? Where have you done it, or where won't you do it? Um, like have you drawn? Have you done it at your parents' house before? Not or, with James. Or a, a boyfriend's any a boyfriend's parents' house, their grandma's house. Like if I'm <laughs> in a bedroom. There's really no person's house that I wouldn't have sex in. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Maybe even, like, if they weren't home and, like, it was a loft, I would still probably be down to have sex with someone. I I, I don't know. I like ex- exhibitionism, too. So mm-hmm. I really can't think of many places I wouldn't have sex. Really? Limitations are um, 
I don't really like having sex without lube. Oh um, well, yeah. So what do you guys use like in a pinch? Like if let's say if you two went on vacation and you forgot oh. some. Like in a pinch, um, what's what's your go-to? I'm gonna give him a blowjob for for like <laughs> a little while and then use the. Just, <laughs> wow, this we changed subject matters like so intensely here. Olive oil <laughs> yeah. works out well. We did use olive you know, oil. That's, olive oil. Okay, okay, olive oil. I didn't like yeah. the way it smelled. No, because it, it smelled like ass and olive oil. <laughs> Yeah, it makes makes me smell like even more of a dirty Italian. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> um, yeah. So James, one of the questions that uh, my co-host wanted to know was, uh, "Is this your first like experience with anal at all? Like dating Josie? Is this the first? Was she your first? Um, so, uh, so in the the nature of our relationship, and this is an interesting thing to talk about, mm-hmm. is that a lot of people assume." that I'm into anal because mm-hmm. I'm dating a trans girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had my cis hetero girlfriends fuck me in the ass long before I met Josie mm. or long before I got really into trans girls. Um, if I was, if I was to date a cis hetero woman, she would probably be on at least some level into wearing a strap on and having sex with me or, mm. Um, or just playing with my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about my ass? Uh, yeah, it was more about you. <laughs> oh. And that, that's all right. You're not but, the first person to come on this show, first male on the show to admit or to talk about bottoming, not admit to bottoming, but, but to talk about bottoming. But like, we don't really actually. Uh, I don't ever really top. I'm in, in that way. I've bottomed for her twice, three times. Three times. But this is this your first time topping like anal with. You dating her, is this your first time topping? Like, no. Going down that road. Like, your past girlfriends have let you do that too? Um, I prefer vagina. So, mm. if, if I'm dating a cis girl mm-hmm. um, or an, an AFAB, um, someone who's like assigned female at birth, uh-huh. I, I prefer vagina over, um, over anal. Okay. That being said, I lost my virginity. Um, fucking my friend tanner so oh um, yeah i've been slaying since in day the one butt. Say, okay so <laughs> not your first all right damn it was his first <laughs> it was his first yeah, his first was yeah. okay dang <laughs> so and this i i feel really silly for asking this i just i'm saying that for before I even ask, no this. silly questions i love this question already <laughs> i already know which one it is. hey everybody eric just joined us uh it's a little late to the show, but I'm glad he made it because he could really help me with this question that I was about to ask. Hey guys, sorry <laughs> I sorry it took so long for me to get here. Uh, computer problems. So, so the question we were on, Josie James, which one of you two are bigger? <laughs> <laughs> so Josie is larger. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just by uh, a very like small amount though. Oh, okay, so um, it's. Still yeah. pretty close. Enough to where you can tell, but enough to where I can still maintain my enough dignity. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey man, there's there's no dignity lost because your your girl has a bigger dick. So that's that's very true. Yeah. And, and and that's true, but it's fun to it, it's fun to talk about. It's still, still kind of like a man thing. I don't know, man. I I, mm-hmm. I must I'm I fully admit to having some problematic upbringings and toxicity within my masculinity. 
But I mean, like that. Like, look, that wouldn't ruin the relationship, but I would, I would feel a little bit better if I was the one that was bigger. I ain't gonna lie, but like, yeah, that's maybe what it's I'm, different. I'm still king. Because he's well aware I want to chop the whole thing off, anyways. Oh, so okay. I don't even chopping it off, which was uh, leading into the next question. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, actually, a question I was a follow-up question I was going to ask is, you know, in dating, and you can just speak for yourself and some of the girls that you know, because um, I mean, we did a we did a, pre- a previous podcast talking about size queens and how much girls like they won't date a guy unless he's bigger than them like is that something you hear a lot from a lot of girls you talk to well see that came from one real real quick for me to jump in and clarify that came from uh some of the porn stars on twitter um that said that so it wasn't like it was the regular joe girls but it did get us thinking is that an issue is that something that um most girls think about is that a problem i have personally never cared much about dick size Mm -hmm. i've actually never really compared because like when you have like a hook when you're hooking up with somebody yeah you're not there's like i'm not like gonna be having a moment where i'm like is my dick bigger than his (laughs) like that that just doesn't come up Mm -hmm. for me i don't know i bet i can totally understand how um I can totally understand why girls would feel that way because mm-hmm. like you have things attached like toxic masculinity or regular masculinity attached to your penis like we have things attached to the way we feel about our penis so like I can see that if a girl was like hooking up with a guy and her dick was bigger than his like how that would throw her off a little bit too okay so I mean preferences are a thing you know they're a little toxic but Mm -hmm. if you navigate it well like you can exist and that's fine but i have not heard about being that being a thing i'm pretty sure like trans girls are maybe the porn stars can like have their cream like pick of the crop like Mm -hmm. anybody they want to date will date them but like oh not openly uh, yeah that's true not uh, tyga and mia isabella happen and Oh, I he uh, he cheated on a Kardashian with her routinely, and they oh. were like apparently in love, DL and all that stuff, and they made her sign a non-disclosure and like That's fucked they up. they shut her all the way up, and it was like she was just swept under the rug so that it wouldn't embarrass the Kardashian name. Oh my like, god, it was just which I'm is just funny because it's like, she's already would be considered name. a top tier yeah. girl, and she's absolutely beautiful, but. Uh, it, she still suffered the same fate as a lot of uh, yeah, so, non-top tier girls, so mm, to speak. But what I was saying, like, I think if uh, a guy shows interest in a trans girl mm-hmm. and she's looking for someone to date or, or, you know, she's into this guy, like, I don't particularly hear about that being something girls talk about, no. Mm. Not, okay. what did you say, Eric? The regular Joe girls? Yeah. Did <laughs> I say that? Joke. Yeah, you did. When did I say that? <laughs> it was like 35 seconds ago. Everybody no, listening to the podcast, rewind two minutes. And <laughs> hey, I'm to I'm Eric completely girls. I'm completely <laughs> flustered because I'm like I'm so fucking late and hey, it's just like it's all good, man. I mean, guys, we call ourselves average Joes, anyways. You know, right. so I mean, it is what it is. But you did allude to something else we did want to ask you about, which was, you know, do you plan on getting SRS? 
Um, I do. Yeah, I want to mm-hmm. get SRS. I, <laughs> Not James. I, you don't plan on getting SRS. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> well, that's who we were really asking. We were asking James. We're like, James, are you gonna get SRS? We know that you're cisgendered, <laughs> but are you still gonna get SRS? Um. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles. Look, we're matching. Yeah. We, still right. have to, we still have to convince two therapists. <laughs> Actually, they'd probably let you do it without a therapist note. <laughs> that's the fucked up truth about it um yeah i really want srs uh it's i don't know what people think the reason trans girls want their penises gone for mm-hmm. um like i feel like some days it's 95 percent of the reason is because i want to fit into a pair of yoga pants and walk around the street and not have people stare at my dick Oh, okay. Um, and then other days, 100% of the reason is because I'm super dysphoric and I can't even, like, think about it and mm-hmm. I just, like, want to ignore it, its existence. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's instances like last night where I had sex with somebody and, and used it and loved it and, like, was, like, super amp about <laughs> it. Like, um, all of those situations come up for me, but overwhelmingly for the last 27, almost 28 years of my life, I can consistently say that I would have rather had a vagina the whole time. Mm. Okay. Uh, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna say something about the the dysphoria, but then you said you you used it the other um, the other night and that you enjoyed it. So, do you think that the dysphoria comes from it doesn't match what we consider women in society, or do you think the dysphoria comes from within you personally and? I don't mean to say there's one right or wrong answer to that. It can be a mixture of both. But where where do you think that pressure comes from? Because dysphoria is something that's interesting to me. Uh, because my girlfriend occasionally gets it. Not terribly often. But occasionally she'll be like, oh, I don't like my penis. And um, and it, it, it's, it's some sort of... It, it's a curiosity for cis people. And I, I understand that it is a body image we want our bodies to look like we have in our mind and to look like how we feel and i'm not saying that that's wrong in any means because i don't think that it is it's just a question of where do you think the pull comes from do you think the pull is internal or do you think the pull is external for that dysphoria so do you think it's society saying you should have a vagina or do you think it's you saying you should have a vagina hmm i mean that's like uh I feel like the same sort of question is like nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in a lot of ways it is uh, that question of nature versus nurture, um, which is a difficult question to answer within and of itself. For me, my thoughts behind it are I most likely was influenced as a kid because uh, you missed it earlier, but I've I'm one of the trans people there's lots of different stories out there but i have been showing signs of being trans since i was like i mean some of my first memories um my parents are definitely like wow in hindsight this is so obvious Mm -hmm. um so i think a lot of that was like when i was in those very formative years of my life you know as a kid Mm -hmm. i was always um associating myself as a girl in my own Mm -hmm. head and that came along with having a vagina yeah, And then I think as I got older, like now that is internal. So it's an external factor that has like influenced that has me become to the point. A central yeah. part of your character. Exactly. Same as like, you know, our relationship styles. And, you know, if we 
if you got held enough when you were a kid kind of a thing like it affects you forever so I think for me is I don't like on a consistent basis have a lot of dysphoria around my dick but Mm -hmm. I'm always aware that if like even for a moment's thought the like the second it comes up I'm like oh yeah I would rather have a vagina (laughs) well and that actually, I want to lead into a slightly follow-up question that has to do with SRS. And James, I want to get your view on Josie's future SRS. And mm-hmm. on this podcast, we've talked about it before, and Chris and I have talked about it in the sense that sometimes the hardest things to talk about are the real things in life. So, like for me, you know, my girlfriend has mentioned SRS, and I've told her that. I would stand by her if she got SRS, but I know for a fact I would be less attracted to her vagina than I would be to her penis. Hmm. So how do you feel about that? Sure. So um, I um, I hooked up with a, a woman um, several years ago who mm-hmm. had uh, gone through SRS. Okay. Um, it's not the same, but it's close, mm-hmm. uh, close enough for, um, for horseshoes and, uh, what? <laughs> close enough for horseshoes. Yeah. It's yeah. only, uh, close enough only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's right. the saying, Chris, get on with it or get on with the, I don't know what I'm trying to fucking say. Chris, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> Whoa, that mean that. um <laughs> what? I wasn't the only one sitting here right now that was like, what the fuck is a horseshoe or was surprised by it. I, I, rolled, I, I rolled yeah. my eyes too. He throws in these cowboy <laughs> things all the time. And just, He's from know. Texas, everyone. He's from Texas. <laughs> so I don't, um, right. I've heard it and I'm from Michigan. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so back to the question. So I don't have a preference uh-huh. um, one way or the other. I think the, what we've talked about is that it's, very hard to have mission to have sex in a in a missionary position um mm-hmm. which is um much more intimate than um how we normally have sex mm-hmm. and um, slap that from the back yeah <laughs> oh doggy style is my preferred right. way i'm all about getting in as deep as i can but that's just me and and, and i mean we that's that's typically how um we have sex is is i'm hit from behind Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm in love with Josie and yeah. I would love the experience of being able to have that like masculine, feminine intimacy, mm-hmm. um, and, and intercourse in that dynamic. Um, I have that with other partners mm-hmm. that I sleep with and mm-hmm. I, I miss having that with my primary partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I see. When she has her surgery is that we'll be able to have sex in a very more, much more traditional, like masculine, feminine. I want to clarify, because I think I know what you're saying. You're not saying that I'm not feminine now and the way that we have sex is not, it's not that it's, uh, it can't be masculine and feminine. But what I think is what he's seeking is like that intimacy of like, um, I, don't, I mean, honestly, like the intimacy of missionaries is not, not there when my legs are behind my head. Like, <laughs> like if that's how we have to do right. it, um, that's how we have to do it. But um, I do agree. Like, I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to is I think sex. I, I mean, it's going to feel like more uh, connected to a part of 
who I am after I get surgery. Well, certainly. And I think that's uh, going to change the, the way that our sex feels as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Every time I ask him, he's always super excited about it. Hey, that's, I mean, I think it's gonna I mean be great. I, that's uh, awesome. I, you know, I, I wasn't trying to put anybody in the hot seat, so to speak. Um, just a curious follow-up question that I had, but um, I totally understand and take your point that it is a, um, one for you, James, it could be uh, much more intimate sex, you know, looking into Josie's eyes, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, actually seeing your partner, um, having her be in a more comfortable position as uh, she just stated that it's not exactly the most fun when her legs are cranked all the way mm-hmm. behind her head. Not to say that that isn't fun, but yeah, you understand say, what I'm saying. Fun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you understand right. what I'm saying. It can be a more relaxed, more um, intimate moment, more of a traditional moment and uh i can imagine that's very exciting for you as well josie that you would have um sex that confirms your gender using genitals that also confirm your gender mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah we we've talked about that you know the first time we have sex after her surgery we're both just gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be so it's gonna be so beautiful i think oh. i'll try because it'll hurt so bad. I, i'm not i'm not certain about the beautiful part i'm i'd be like Ugh. i mean if my girlfriend cried i'd be like i'm gonna go take a shower so, <laughs> oh um, my god oh, damn <laughs> i mean we're pretty kinky so we made oh, each other cry goodness. before yeah this would be the first time we've cried emotion Ugh, i don't i don't do emotion very well um so is this guy who doesn't do emotion really well yeah be, be surprised all three of you yeah. are just blowing my mind right now i, I know right <laughs> anyway so um so yeah chris you're gonna have to keep asking the questions because i don't oh, yeah, know where yeah. the fuck oh. we are <laughs> well i mean just one of the last we're getting kind of down to the wire here but um okay one of the uh, questions we had for Josie was, you know, what what do you think uh, guys, I guess, what do you think first-timers should know about being with uh, a trans woman? Like, what should they know ahead of time? Like, um, you had a tip to give these guys, like, hey, it'd be better if you did this or prepare like, for this. As, like, going on a date or, like? No, sex. Oh, as, like, sexy time. Yeah. sexy time. Yes. Um... That's kind of how we do around here. It's all it's sexy time if we can get it in there. You want to know what's really sexy? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about boundaries and consent before <laughs> mm-hmm. sex with a trans girl because, like, there's a chance that she calls her penis something else. Mm-hmm. There's a chance oh, she doesn't yeah. even want you to touch it. There's yeah. a chance that she's totally fine with you going down on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of nuances w- when it comes to sex with a trans person. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, like, before the clothes come off, like we have a like face to face meeting over a cup of coffee, like what are you okay with and what are we not? But like Do I wear are... a tie? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um but like if it's going that direction, it's like it's as simple as like asking a question from curiosity. If you're curious about something and it's making you feel awkward, like, oh, I don't know how to treat her, I don't know what it is, like chances are she's feeling awkward too. Hmm. I would say the surefire way to not fuck up with the trans girl for sexy time is to ask her, um, like, what she's into Mm. ahead of time. Just, like, have a conversation. It's probably good practice to do for first-time sex with anybody. Well, that's what I was just going to say is it's it's funny that we we think about that with people – 
who are transgender, uh, we think about those sort of questions of, hey, what do you like and don't like? And yet we sort of assume that if it is with a cisgendered person that we should immediately know what this person likes and doesn't like. And mm. that's right. a ridiculous concept because everybody's it body is. is different and everybody's taste is different. So mm. as much as I want to say, oh, that's a no-brainer, um, in, in a lot of ways it is common sense that isn't actually common because... Nah, I've never done it. Well, that's what I was just going to say. The first time I ever had sex um, with a woman... Uh, cisgendered woman, I should say. Um, I've only had sex with women, but cisgendered. Um, I, I didn't ask. I didn't say, hey, what do you like and what do you not like? It was almost as if, though, it was expected of me to know exactly how to perform properly. And right, and then they po- complain that you don't do it right. Right, exactly. And that, uh, da- that damages well, our well, toxic see, masculinity. Here's the yeah. thing. Guys, we... Most guys don't want to say anything to fuck it up. So the less words we say, the better for us because we're still getting it. So yeah. Yeah, when we're true. headed and things are hot and heavy, you're making out, you're on your way, and, and then you're about to head to the home base, like, I don't want to say something and then trip myself up and I don't even make it to home base. Like, I just don't want to – guys stupid. don't want to say anything stupid. They don't want to come off There's not cool. Ways to, they don't want to come off not it. sexy. But like, the sexiest thing that could happen would be like mm-hmm. – how do I make you come? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, you're never gonna okay. get that out of a girl by True. just having sex with her. True. Because you mm-hmm. probably got to do something. For me, it's like yeah. if I have sex with someone, mm-hmm. they're not gonna make me come mm-hmm. unless they are trying to mm-hmm. make me come. So like, I mean, that's just like an like undoubtable fact for probably most women. Mm-hmm. That just begs it's, the question: Are you holding out different. your cum? <laughs> are you just are you oh, just like saving it and you're just like nope not gonna do it until you ask you <laughs> gotta, that's like hot but no it's not what it is, so. <laughs> come control um yeah I, I don't know i think and then like if we're just trying to like have like i'm chatting with the bros in the locker room kind of thing it's like how to make a trans girl like love having sex with you mm-hmm. it's just like make her feel like the woman she is yeah mm-hmm. like say like say extra stuff that's gonna make her feel like a woman like compliment her curves or her um hair or like like her butt or i don't know it's like it can be vain but mm-hmm. like vanity when someone's sticking their dick inside of you is probably okay like mm-hmm. we want to <laughs> feel attractive when we're having sex make mm-hmm. her feel attractive mm-hmm. like shit i don't know i don't want to say exaggerate but like if somebody's like you're the most beautiful girl in the world while they're having sex with me i'm like i know i am <laughs> like everybody else is non-existent janelle Monae is fake like i am the most beautiful girl in the world and yeah so that's what i would say are there any other um are there any does anything else come to mind when you're you have a captive audience like we have right now like are there any other things you would love for you know cisgender heterosexual men to know like honestly like like the whole not hiding it thing Mm -hmm. is probably the most important thing and like i hear the argument of like it's scary and it's hard and i don't want to lose friends Mm. but guess who what (laughs) guess who knows that really well trans people yeah like Mm, we had to do it we didn't have a choice like Uh i couldn't be closeted when i started growing my hair out practicing makeup and trying on dresses like i had to do that somewhere Mm -hmm. and you know and then um when i meet a 
when I meet a guy that's like into trans girls, but you know, you can get the sense that they they want to be DL. Like that's, I mean, that's just promoting so many bad things. That's literally getting black trans women killed right now. Yeah. Like I think we've yeah. had of all the murders of trans people in 2019, all but one has been uh, has been black trans women. Mm-hmm. And the the only one that wasn't was that mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio. Oh. And he shot his brother who was trans. Mm-hmm. And it's like. I mean, that's why, like, it, we feel so scared. Like, men are so scared to be attracted to me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I walk into anywhere and I'm, like, all dressed up, like, you know, guys will hit on me. And then the moment they get that, like, sensation or an inkling or a gut feeling that I'm trans, like, the whole vibe changes. You know, they're, mm-hmm. like, glancing over their shoulders. They're like, did anybody see me hit mm-hmm. on this girl? And it's, like, mm-hmm. that is... Um, that's so dangerous. That is so cold-hearted, too. Mm-hmm. And denying who you are. Like, I don't want anybody to be in the closet, including cis, straight guys. Like, everybody's bashing on y'all right now. I don't want you to suffer either. Come out of the closet <laughs> as liking trans girls. Like, we're fun. There's a lot of us. Like, mm-hmm. there's plenty of, there's plenty of tale out there. You just gotta be vocal about it. Mm. Like, you're never gonna find a trans girl if you're to be DL with you who's happy about it. Yeah, there you go. Like, if you want your girl to be happy, make her happy. So then why do you think that girls actually will agree to be DL with guys if if they're not happy? And I agree with you that it's not a happy, healthy, or uh, safe situation to be in. Why do you think that they will agree to do that? Um, You hear a lot of stories about girls who do that. I don't want to say, like, no girl is cool with that because there's definitely circumstances out there I, I'm sure I'm unaware of where people are cool with that. But in my head, it's like I spent, like, from the moment I came out as bi four, five, four or five years ago, I have wanted to be in a relationship with a guy. Eight months ago was my first relationship with a guy. <laughs> like, I have been searching for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the, like, throes of transition and, like, you know, I would meet a guy on Tinder or whatever and he'd be like, yeah, let's do this again. And I'm like, cool, let's, like, go grab a drink or something. He's like, you know, I'd rather just, like, you know, keep it, you know, at, at our houses or something. And, like, there were times I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm like, sure. Like, I want to have sex. And you were nice enough. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't need to change the world with every conversation I'm having. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I I don't want to speak, put words in these girls' mouths. But, like, it might just be, like, it's not making their lives worse. They're probably not feeling super great about it. But, like, sex is sex. Sometimes we really want it. Sometimes girls have a hard time finding it. If you're trans and you're having a dry spell, like, that shit's hard to break. Especially if it's, like, (laughs) with a guy that's decent. So mm. if a, a decent guy comes along and everything is cool about him except for the fact that he's not out as dating trans girls, maybe you DL for a little bit. Mm. Like, I don't know. And would you try to, if you were in that situation, would you try to convince the person to stop being DL? Say you were in that situation. You missed this cool. earlier. Oh, um, did we talk about it? But, uh, n- yeah, now um, and for the last, like, while, probably only once or twice that I ever let that slide for mm-hmm. even like one like one continuous person but uh yeah now it's not i wouldn't even entertain it for for a brief second actually i had a kid on 
Instagram hit me up and wants to come to one of Maddie's parties. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to like hang out with you sometime before then. And I was like, I, I want to ask you a question because I had just listened to y'all's last podcast. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, would you go out to like a bar or whatever with me, like with your friends? And he was like, um, I, I mean, I don't know. They don't know I like trans girls. And I was like, right, would you tell them? And he was like, probably not. And I was like, okay. Now, like, think about how that makes me feel. Like, you mm-hmm. don't want to tell people that you're into me, mm-hmm. even though it's clear that you think I'm hot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clear that you want to hang out with me, mm-hmm. but you're just so ashamed of what your friends will think. Like, you're promoting that to be okay when you do that. And mm-hmm. I told him straight up, I was like, like 100% chance, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no 100%. No, that's a really, really shitty feeling when, yeah, they don't want to bring you around anybody else because uh, who you are, what you are, and all that kind right. of stuff. Like, it's not something that you can just change on a dime. Like, you and are who you are. it's not just trans so. people either. Like, that can be... No. Think about I've something... I've gotten it as a black male, so I, was about I to totally say, get you. Like, there's, there's <laughs> aspects about so many communities that people try to hide that they're attracted to, mm-hmm. and it's it's toxic for everybody. Um, and it's just, it's directly correlated to trans women getting murdered. So that's why, like, I think this one's kind of heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Well, um, I just want to obviously take another hard turn here. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the, uh, uh, questions that we have for James specifically, cause you know, we, I, I, when we met at, uh, the Maddie's event, we were talking about this a little bit about um, inclusivity within the LGBT community. Like when you're, I guess, like, how do you feel about the, the well, the level of inclusivity there is for guys who are attracted to trans women within the LGBT community, their events, all that kind of stuff. Like, cause we, Eric and I, we talk about it and we just feel like we will. And as I told you earlier, you know, we don't really feel like we're a part of the community because mm-hmm. we identify as cis, cisgender heterosexual men. So like, I don't go out to gay bars all the mm-hmm. time, but when I go out to a lot of events, I just feel like, okay, I'm just like an outsider. I'm here and I feel terrible because I don't feel like a part of the community. And I'm just trying to like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to nab that little T of the LGBT real quick and mm-hmm. dip right back on out. But <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's it's a weird it's a it's a weird situation to to ride on Chris's coattails here for just a second of mm-hmm. of understanding that we are cisgendered heterosexual males and we can be allies so we can be that a section but at the same time we're a key component within the LGBT community mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of this weird gray area so that's you know just to add that little itty bitty yeah piece. it's a uh, it's very hard to navigate. Um, I, uh, I actually consider myself queer and, okay. and I'm attracted to a lot of different people. Um, but I come off as straight acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would categorize my relationship with Josie as a heterosexual relationship. No, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's very hard to, um, it's very hard to try and explain to people that I'm dating a trans girl, but I identify as a man and they identify as a woman. Mm-hmm. And so our relationship is a heterosexual relationship. Yeah, a lot of people um, will not understand that. Yeah, same. and it takes a lot of, <clears throat> I mean, it takes a lot of just outside of the box thinking 
to not define heterosexuality in biological terms mm-hmm. um, because we know couples where um, it's a transmasculine person dating a heterosexual woman mm. that person identifies masculine the the cis girl identifies as cis um and that is inherently a heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. as well um so it's it's hard you know i go to um i go to primarily only gay bars because um the music's better. That's the what I was just better. gonna say. And um, is so the music better. that much better? <laughs> is <laughs> it so much better, Chris? They ain't uh, playing so no Migos in there, bro. Come on, but, now. Uh, that's better. true. They're not. They're um, not playing the top just, 40s. It just feels like such a safe space. Suck ass. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it feels like such a safer space um, for us, but then I have people coming at me like. Oh, you're just a you're just a gay guy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, that's that's not actually that's actually like the furthest uh, thing that I identify from. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's 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 hard to navigate. It takes a lot of um, maturity, I think, for people to be able to do. Uh, coming from Texas, um, and a lot of the the hate that gets thrown on me in my situation just comes from closed-minded, bigoted people that can't think about things in terms of that, that can only conceptualize things on biological terms. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is funny and, because biology doesn't even dish out just two genitals. There are intersex people. Exactly. Um, and there are people but, um, with XXY or <laughs> XYY, et cetera, et cetera. So it's mm-hmm. like pff, idiots. Right. And yeah, I just chalk it up to them being rednecks. Well, that's... Probably pretty accurate. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's it's very, it's very hard to um, to to try and explain that to people that like my relationship with Josie is a is a heterosexual relationship, but we're both still hella queer, right? Does it does it matter to you, Josie, that James says that you're a trans woman, or would it bother you, or would it not bother you at all if he just says, "Oh, that's my girlfriend." That's a chick. End of story. Um, or um, or do, do you require him to say Josie is... And I, I don't mean require as in, like, you'll get mad, but is it more important for you that he say, I am in a heterosexual relationship with a trans woman? Or would you just be fine with saying, I'm in a heterosexual relationship with a woman? Because with my girlfriend and I, a lot of times we... Um, we we just skip that stuff and say, oh, that's just, you know, that's just my girlfriend. She's just a woman, and don't even don't even go into it. Um. So, I think it's I'm gonna say nuanced again. I haven't said that word in a long time. I'm gonna use it in a lot Um. But in certain situations, like for instance, if if I were to go and meet James' coworkers or something, like, I'm assuming they're all operating under the assumption that I'm a girl. That probably comes with them thinking I'm cis and that we are in a heterosexual relationship, man and woman, and I have no problems owning that identity. Like, because that is a part of who I am. 
Like, mm-hmm. I am very femme-identifying. I'm very femme-presenting. Um, but when we're hanging out with James and his close friends, like, he'll actually say, oh, well, actually, J- Josie doesn't really identify as a woman. She's not binary <coughs> But, like, I'm not going to take that on on a daily basis. I'm certainly not going to make my boyfriend take that on on a daily basis. Like, so for, for me... Uh, there's some people that he's definitely introduced me to as like a trans person because that that relationship with that person is to the extent where that's going to come up. Like you, we know enough about each other. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones that it's clearly never going to come up. And if they're asking about me being trans, they're only curious about my dick and neither of us are going to entertain those questions. Mm. So it's like I have to trust that he's going to represent me the way that he knows me. And as far as I'm, I know he's done a great job. I've never really been caught off guard, um, by someone like not knowing I was trans when I was like thinking that they did, or, you know, I've had to try and pass for like, I've been in moments where it was like, I was forced to pass to like, uh, James, uh, empl- uh, co-workers or you know people that he worked for um, and then when his brother was in town and both of those, those circumstances like I think his brother figured it out because I spent five days with him mm-hmm. and I don't I don't hold my tongue I'm, I'm usually pretty outwardly trans but like his co-workers had no idea mm-hmm. and I was totally fine with that um, I don't have to wear my identity on my sleeve is all, is all I'm really trying to say like mm-hmm. just as long as they're nice to me I'll, I'll, I'll be nice back it's very it's very situational and it depends on what level I know someone. Like You're right. you know, the, I think the work like in December, um, so I work for an oil and gas company that's <clears throat> hella conservative. Um, it's it's a bunch of straight white dudes um, who work at this firm, um, and we're gonna go to a Christmas party because that's what you do when you work at a place and. Um, Joseph's just gonna be my girlfriend, and I'm gonna, gonna be put cool. on a dress and <laughs> try to talk right all night and not make jokes about my dick. <laughs> oh, no. That's uh, the alcohol I'm, may mess that up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, I'm surprised it's a Christmas party and not a Hanukkah party. It just strikes me as you know, I know, maybe so flabbergasted. Open yeah, he he, a holiday party, non-denominational yeah. holiday party. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what i pulled away from that so well um actually what you kind of brought up a little bit earlier was talking about like the, the guy that you were, that hit you up on instagram talking about like would you would you, what do you tell his friends and i know you probably uh james you probably have some of these conversations with some of your friends obviously relatives mm-hmm. too like how i guess how have your friends been like have you had any have you had any of your friends like you know really push back on this and like really not like have, have you had any difficult friend breakups or are you just like well we're cool but he's kind of just sure no can i use the bathroom again <laughs> no no um, james tell your story man so no friend breakups um my best friend was the first person to catch on to it um i posted a picture of josie and i when we had very first started dating, uh, we had been seeing each other for about a month and he called me up. Um, and in, in the picture, Josie's it's a box 
um, competitively. So her her shoulders were swole. Her, her um, she had some guns. And so I posted a picture of us, and he called me up and he said, "Hey, you know, is this is this girl trans?" And I was like, "Yeah, this this girl's trans." And we we had a, a series of conversations over the next month about um, about it and. He comes from the the same place I grew up, um, except he was in the military, which is an even more like, I'd say, toxic, like heteronormative environment. I never um, guessed. And uh, <laughs> um, and so you know he came at me with a lot of this like, man and woman should should be, um, should be together, and it's not right for mm-hmm. uh, the situation that you're in. Um, going like referencing our conversation a couple minutes ago, I am with a woman. Mm-hmm. So this is like, this is, you know, it, his, his argument doesn't work for that because mm-hmm. I, I'm in a heterosexual relationship with a woman. Um, and I just tried to explain to him, like, you know, this person makes me happy more than anyone else that I've met. And mm. I've talked to, to Josie and, um, I don't date her because she's trans. I date her because she's an awesome person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would date her if she had a vagina. I would date her if she had a penis. Um, the, the the biology of it is is relatively irrelevant to our relationship. Um, we both just mesh well and have an awesome relationship. So I was able to like talk him through it. Um, and in that process, move through a lot of my own insecurities about our relationship mm-hmm. um my my brother said something kind of hurtful to me the other day um he was originally not supportive but not confrontational about it and josie and i are going to a family wedding here in a couple months and i told him that i was planning on bringing her and he goes oh i thought this was just a phase oh and I was like, well, <laughs> the best goddamn phase ever. Was, yeah. Best phase ever, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, like, surprise, little bro. This is something that I've been dealing and struggling with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, me, the, Josie's the first trans person that I've been in a relationship with. Um, but this, you know, for, for my personal journey of self-discovery, this is a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it's it's not just a phase. Now, who the fuck um, says that to a person who isn't 12 years old? Like, right? <laughs> that's, that's a 28-year-old right. man. Yeah. Are you like, going hey, through a phase, darling? Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. right? And you're, you're, in your adult self, are you going through a phase? Jesus, um, that's ridiculous. And, uh, and I haven't... Um, I haven't told my parents that I'm dating a trans person, mm-hmm. um, but I there's a a family that I'm really good friends with. I'd say I'm closer with this family than I am with my own family, and they came to visit Denver, um, and I told them that mm-hmm. I was dating a trans person, and we hung out, and it was very important for me to introduce Josie, um, and I talked to them earlier today, and... <laughs> Just tell him exactly what she I, said. I just, it's so funny. <laughs> what? What did she said about my uh, old Facebook pictures? Oh yeah, she said that um, she didn't know that you were 
trans, but that you were a really hot guy <laughs> before, you, before you transitioned. Um, she also said that she was jealous of your tits. Oh. Um, but, but ultimately, the conversation came down to um, we love you. You're part of our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're our good friend. Mm-hmm. And we're going to support you no matter what, whether you're gay or straight or who you're dating. Mm. Um, you know, we know that that's part of your identity, but that's not at the same time, like that's not who you are. Um, and so very supportive. She said that if I decided to get married, uh, we'd have some conversations with Jesus. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Oh, what does that even mean? Um, oh, I will be more than happy to have a conversation <laughs> with Jesus. I have two very good pastor friends who will be there for that one. Um, so th- uh, this family is very, very Christian, very conservative, very cowboy. Um, I, I, I totally get it. Seated man. in like seated like deep hetero like mm-hmm. deep seated heteronormative. Um, oh yeah, stuff. But red country Texas. No oh boy. Um, but, but you know I'm. But but they, I mean, more of the story is the people that love me, the people that really know me, mm-hmm. um, are supportive of me being happy mm-hmm. and living my best life. And right now, I can unequivocally say, <clears throat> my life right now is better than it has ever been. Um, I'm more comfortable with myself now than I have ever been. I think a lot of that is my awesome relationship with Josie. Um, But I'm living my best life right now. And if people want to hate on that, then, I mean, they don't know me. They're not my friend. Who doesn't want their friends to be happy? Shit bags. Or loved ones. Yeah, well, yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, that's shitty people. I mean, shitty people do that, and people are going to hate on you. Uh, whether you do or don't, and it's it's a situation of saying fuck it, I'm going mm-hmm. to do what I need to do, and mm-hmm. the right people will come along. You know, it's it's weird because it feels to me it feels like people have just started getting used to accepting a lot of their friends being gay, mm-hmm. and for them that's like, hey, I'm good. I'm I've stretched myself personally. I can handle that now I'm, mm-hmm. i still love them we're all good but then you know you come with something like this and and, I, and i'm saying that like um because i told I actually told my my fraternity big brother the other day over we were playing playstation and i told him you know that i've been dating trans women and all that kind of stuff and i actually am attracted to trans women and you know he who's this uh it's um well let's just first name only his name yeah. is uh, uh it's a guy named George, my big brother. Love oh, okay, him to death yeah. still. We, we've, talked, we've uh, talked about him, yeah. Yeah, he, but I mean, he wasn't 100% like, it. he just wasn't ready for it. Uh-huh. Like, it hit him, and he was just like, oh, okay, well, my default reaction, because he's a military guy, is to just give you shit right now mm-hmm. and, you know, make some jokes. But, you know, at my heart of hearts, he's just like, he doesn't really know how to handle it. Yeah. Right. So he uh, he's still working through it himself. I know at the end of the day he does have a lot of love in his heart for me, and mm-hmm. I'm still gonna be in his wedding because I did introduce him to his wife or <laughs> wife to be. Remember, George, if you're listening to this, you signed up for it, not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but anyways, like I I I 
I've been there with you on that, just like telling your friends and the people that are closest to you. And uh, I mean, being from conservative Wisconsin, you know, not everybody's ready for it and they just don't see it coming. It just hits them, blindsides them. Cause I mean, you tell somebody, yeah, uh, I'm gay. They'd be like, oh, okay, well I have plenty of other gay friends, but mm-hmm. they don't know anybody else that dates trans or has sex mm-hmm. with trans women. Like, To just... the extent where I was supposed to be, uh, I got asked to be the best man in my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. I came out as trans a few months later. Mm-hmm. He said that he still wanted me to be in the wedding. He had asked me to be his best man a year and a half before the wedding date. Oh, wow. So there was some time. Mm-hmm. I came out like a few months later. He said he still wanted me to be his best person. Um, three weeks before the wedding, he was taking so much pressure from the families to kick me out of the wedding that he kicked me out of the wedding. Oh, that's oh. that's some because bullshit right there. They were so they were so upset with the fact that he would even be friends with a trans person. So what did you? Oh, wow. So what did you Let do on, with that people friend? Date them. What was that? What did you do with that friend after he kicked you? After he kicked you out of the wedding, what did you do with that relationship? That's what I'm curious about. It doesn't surprise I me that people pressured him. Called him the garbage that he is, and um, blocked him, and would absolutely refuse any contact in the future. Jeez, mm. peasy. That's like funny. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even accept an apology. Good like, on I have you. forgiven him so that I could move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's where that one's gonna stay. I mean, good. There's on a you few of those. I think any trans Jeez. person's gonna have like. A handful of people that really exploded, mm-hmm. and he's one of mine for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that was a disappointing relationship well, I, to lose. I definitely foresee that in my future. So, yeah, That's and ultimately, like the thing there. is too is um, if they're not going to be your friend mm-hmm. because you're dating somebody who they just don't understand, like my friends have dated some. St- Stupid fucking people. Yeah. And I'm still their friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the girls, the girl I'm specifically referring to is Molly. She has dated some seriously stupid <laughs> fucking people. I love this girl to death. She dated me and that was stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say uh, I was a shitbag when she dated me. But like nobody was it? getting upset with her because she was dating cis guys. Mm-hmm. If she went and dated a trans girl, people would lose their shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's ridiculous. So now when. Mm-hmm. You know, we go back and we have like a very close uh, friend and intimate relationship. Um, she takes more shit dating me and hanging out with me now than probably when I was a giant shit bag as a oh, cis wow. guy. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Oh, wow. Because well, it, that also, even when you were a shit bag as a cisgendered person, it plays into the narrative. It no. plays into that heteronormative narrative that right. guys are this way and girls are that way when you upset that apple cart when you flip things on its mm-hmm. head, people freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just don't know how to handle themselves, which is really funny because it's so not about you in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it, it's about you mm-hmm. in that they will take their anger and fury and it can be very dangerous for trans people and the people involved in that situation. But none of it's about you. It's just about them freaking out on the inside and they have no idea how to fucking handle shit. Um, and it, it's both really terrifying, tragic, and hilarious at the same time. I like how I said both, and then I gave three things. <laughs> I, I count really well. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's never about the person that you're 
you know, making fun of. It's always about yourself. Yeah. Yep. I sure did. I, um, back when, uh, when gay marriage became legal, my parents were very upset and very distraught. At that. Mm-hmm. And I was curious why my mother would care because she's not gay. <laughs> um, and I asked her, I, I finally got to the root of the issue one day and I said, do you feel that your marriage is threatened or um, somehow diminished because now people who weren't able to get married are able to get married now? She said, yes, that it somehow like um, that it somehow took credit away from her marriage that now anybody can get married. Well, you Um, know, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that. Sorry to, sorry to cut you off, but I, I like to make a joke on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to joke with this about not outwardly conservatively, uh, conservative people, but sort of inward conservative mm-hmm. where they'll say things like, oh, no, I think that's right. But then they're like, well, I don't know, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to whenever and this isn't even about trans stuff. This is about anything in general, which is when anything comes up and they go, well, you know, I just don't know how I feel. Like when they say like, we should have an easy immigration system to allow mm-hmm. immigrants to become citizens. And they go, well, I, I just don't know how I feel about that. And I go, I, I totally understand. I say, cause the more freedoms I give to somebody else, the less I have. I said, that's math. I said, if I give uh, Juan three of my freedoms, I now have less. <laughs> I was confused if you were being sarcastic until you said that. Yeah, so, um, so I was like, "Oh my god, are we having this conversation?" Too no, today? no, no, we're not having that conversation. It's, it's, it, but that's the joke. That's the thing is, yeah, it's, it's somehow mm. if you no, you know, I'm more, not racist, but I'm not transphobic, but I find a lot of um, middle America white people. And obviously, some people of color on some different topics, but everybody's in denial about their racism, their homophobia. Their, the sooner they acknowledge the problems that they have with certain things, the better everybody else will be. I'm not saying you got to fix it, mm-hmm. but just say, you know what? Actually, I, I guess I do have some issues when it comes to black people. Like, I do have some issues when it comes to Mexicans. Like, yeah, I, I got some problems here. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to be not a racist right now, but. <laughs> If if you have a problem with your teenage daughter dating a black guy, just just roll like, look, I thought I was better than this, but I'm not. Right. Just denial is the first thing we got to get out the way. Self. Once we get past that, baby. everybody mm-hmm. like you were talking exactly self evaluation. Just get past all that, and we can have some real conversations after that point, and you know probably move in a better direction as a society. Yeah, absolutely. It's just that it's just that weird thing, and that's exactly what you're talking about, James. Where you asked your parents about does this threaten your marriage? It's that mm-hmm. weird thing of it could not possibly threaten your marriage. Mm-hmm. It is not a tangible thing. It is not mm-hmm. something that can be threatened or or broken literally by something that has no effect on it and yet we have these irrational fears about it and well it's because jesus said so well that's true um well, yeah. and he said that's a lot a, that's, that's a factor to, that's why we so, need to talk to jesus yeah he oh, also lord my mom would bring the pastor to the house Ooh. like and she and if i wanted to like if i had a trans girlfriend i'm like hey we're coming home for the holidays she would not let us stay in the house like we would probably have to get a hotel because 
she would not she would not be okay with her sleeping in the same bed in her house. Like Chris, not okay. I have a question. She say, would she's oh, a Christian lady. She's she would lose her shit. It happens. I, I was gonna say, say, Chris, I have a question for you. Say you brought a trans woman home to your house with your mom and your mom was aware that the trans woman was coming to your house mm-hmm. and then I came to your family's house to visit. Do you think I would accidentally drink the holy water? I feel like I probably would. No, so black <laughs> people don't do holy water. Oh, you do. <laughs> so we have what you call blessed oil, blessed which oil. is olive oil that has been blessed and consecrated and prayed over. So before I went to school every day, my mom would take a little olive oil and put a black right on my forehead, and she would pray a little bit and then send me on my way. So I should so, avoid salads is what you're saying, because I like olive oil and <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't put that on you. Well, first off, yeah, <laughs> you salad. and Nat can visit my mom's house. Y'all can't stay there. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. And, and these two can't either. Like, none of my friends that allowed. are dating trans girls, I'm going to have, if I get a house, I'm going to have to get a guest house so y'all can make all the noise and do whatever y'all want to out there. <laughs> Yeah, y'all just we'll be fucking all the time. I, well, look, I, that's I can, that's one is is a weird thing with black folks. You're like, look, y'all got to respect my house. It's like y'all fucking all over the place. I, I got to respect like respecting my mom's house means I come home even though I'm 36. I come home before 12. Oh. I don't come home too late. Like I come home at a reasonable time and I don't just disrespect their house. <laughs> it's it's stupid, but that's just how these people. That's just how it is, man. I don't know. It's messed up out here, but. Well, that's too bad because I, I would love say, for all of you guys to meet my family and like be cool. And once I finally crack that egg with my mom, but to be honest, I'm not, I'm not going there unless I fall in love with a girl. Yeah, if I'm right. just dating somebody and I kind of like you, and okay, I kind of like you, but if I think you're the one and I, I know I'm, I'm probably gonna want to propose and I'm gonna start a family with this person, then, then I'll have, I'll, I'll fight that battle. But until then, I won't because it's. What do I get out of it? Oh, yeah, I'm not dating her anymore. Okay, well, I just had this big bloody war with my mom over somebody I dated for a month. Yeah, Hooray. James and I have had that conversation a couple of times about why. Well, he hasn't told his parents yet. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty clear with him up front. I was like, you know, I'm, I understand that, like, this is new. Like, I'm not going to make you come out of the closet for someone you might date for, like, a little while. Mm-hmm. But we've been dating for a little while now. And, like, I'm planning on meeting his parents uh, I don't know. Now, would you prefer he tell them before you meet them, or would you do like the Christmas work parties and just I try that stealth thing? Surprise! I would be, oh, she was geez. in the cake the whole time. <laughs> 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 I would be. Uh, it would be really hard mm-hmm. to start that relationship that way. Like, if okay. that's someone. Like, if I'm going to spend my life with James, then his parents are in my life the rest of my life as well. Mm -hmm. And I would feel bad blindsiding them with something Mm -hmm. I know they're going to care about, Mm -hmm. even if it's bad. Mm -hmm. I would feel worse about blindsiding them and then having them, giving them the opportunity to say something ignorant and stupid that they're just not thinking is going to hurt my feelings. Because Mm -hmm. whether it's James' parents, my parents, a stranger on the street, you say something that that offends me, like I will tell you. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. Has he met your parents? Uh, he has met my parents. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so I I see why it's like, yeah, we could just hide it forever. Well, but we can't because I'm not going to do anything in my life like a cis woman does. Like my life will never look like a cis woman's life. Mm-hmm. I don't want my life to look like a cis woman's life. Does that mean? Uh, <laughs> 
Does that mean children are out of the picture? Oh yeah, or? I don't want kids. Okay. Um, okay. Unless we can find a way to uh, what, find a surrogate or something like that. Or no, because I want. I would want. Like the only way I'm raising a baby babies. is if it's my baby. If you have to, gotcha. right? Like yeah, I feel you on I that. I had to. <laughs> if I have a kid, I would adopt an older kid. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we've talked about. I'm a little uh, worried about getting burnt out. We've been on here for so long. On the on the kids subject, we've talked about kids, and Josie and I don't both don't want kids. But growing up in the situations that we did, um, we think it would be really meaningful and impactful to be able to foster um, a kid who's like a teenager, who's queer or um, who's trans that just needs a space to be able to be themselves mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, and that that situation appeals to us a lot, okay. much more so than um, having our own biological children or adopting a little baby from a third world communist country. <laughs> Good God. I, I met plenty of uh, kids that came over from uh, like Vietnam and yeah. like a lot of them get adopted by white families and get raised in the Midwest. Like mm-hmm. I went to college with a few of them. Folks, I had so. a lot of those people yeah. in my town. Sadly, they don't. <laughs> Some of my best friends were. Don't have any of that. Asianness in them, they're, they're just their minds fucked to think that they're white. So it's really, it happens. Yeah, people, <laughs> but anyway, white people do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> guys, we're running out of time here. So this is, I think, this brings us really to the end of the show. I know this is a really abrupt stop. <laughs> yeah, it's like full break. Right right yeah, I know we've been talking for a minute here, but everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please, 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 when you listen to our podcast. Go on there, rate us five stars. That really helps everybody else find us. So give us a five-star rating. No no, four-star guys. No four-star guys. Trans girls don't don't fuck with no four-star guys. There you go. Four-star guys are on the DL. They suck. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) likes them. All right? That's the guy we kick out of the party. Yes. Be a five-star guy, please. Please, please. And then also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, Facebook and YouTube, we do have some some of our full episodes up so you can get a really good sample of our show and listen to it anywhere else uh if you're sitting at your work computer you can listen to it in the background um but yeah that's about it thanks for joining us josie and james and i'm really glad my guy eric joined us yeah hey thanks guys sorry i was late to that but uh it's all good man i'm just glad you were here <laughs> as, yeah uh, happy to be here thanks guys thanks for as, having us. as, I think as a always cool idea uh, for a show i think it's a good a good market that needs support hey, hope this is uh yeah hope this is shed light and, and help some people and put some perspective on something that they get a lot of attention there are trans girls for you to date. Woo-hoo. Yay! Yay. <laughs> that's, that's great news for everybody. But hey, uh, this has been Trans Talk for Men. As always, I've been Eric. And I'm Chris. Yeah. See you guys. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs>